0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy!
1: Today, we've got a good one for you, but before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So, Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, DUDEX creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on DUDEX include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. Now let's get to the show. Um, This is episode 48 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host. And today we've got a really controversial episode for you. Um, We've got two members of the Vile Gang, Carbon Based and Coin Alchemist. You've probably seen these guys terrorizing people on Twitter, Um, or at least that's what the victims of their tweeting would say. I think they're pretty rational people. They like to call out the quote-unquote cringe posting and this over-optimism that people have, this extreme optimism that people have. Um, And like I said, I think it's pretty rational stuff. So the focus of this episode is going to be you know how to make rational investments and how to make rational decisions when investing. Um, but I don't want to get too deep into it on the intro, so we're just going to jump right into it. So before we really get started um, and we get into the you know the juicy parts of this interview, uh, can you just give us a little background on your guys' selves and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? God.
0: What was I doing before I found
1: Well, um, things similar to
0: what I'm doing now because I don't work in the crypto space. Um, But I was spending a lot less time on social media. That's for damn sure. Uh, I actually discovered crypto and Bitcoin a long time before um, joining social media. And I was a early adopter of Bitcoin and a late adopter of social media. Um, So that's where a lot of my
1: um shock of the community comes from <laughs> so i mean that was one of the questions i actually did have for you specifically was whether you owned any bitcoin um because yeah. I, i'd seen yeah it. I...
2: yeah and um i guess i was um i i work in kind of crypto now uh, i guess you could say um but before this I was uh, running a business of my own um, and uh, in the uh, service industry and I left that about two and a half years ago to uh, work with a software company who um, specializes in Secure storage of digital assets and uh, exchanging of digital assets. There we go. In a non in a non custodial way. Okay, I I like that you're uh, being very
1: cautious about what you do say um, and what you are wanting my audience to know. Um, But it's funny because you know you guys are constantly bashing on the community. You're poking fun at people. Um, there's a lot of satire if you scroll your guys' timelines, um, but you know, Alchemist, you're working in the industry and carbon, you've owned Bitcoin. you said you're you were an early adopter of Bitcoin. Um,
0: yeah, I like I do like it. Um, I love the technology. I like Bitcoin. I don't like um, the personality and where things are at right now.
1: So I mean, that kind of gets into my next question, because we see all of this controversy controversy, and um, you guys kind of attacking, in a way, uh, other members of the community. So there's this group that you've started calling yourselves, other people have called you it as well, and that is the Vile Gang. Um, so I, I guess I just kind of want to know, you know, what your goal is on
2: social media with all of the... Um...
0: A total world domination. Yeah,
2: I was going to say... Yeah, I mean, resistance is futile. Either you're with us or you're against us.
1: Okay, so vile gang is going to take over Twitter. Um, but no, I mean, let's get serious for a second here, because I, I just had <laughs> I just had Reptar on, and we had a good talk about you know these influencers. Yeah, it was a good it was a good show. Yeah, so we we talked about these influencers and this kind of cringe posting
2: <laughs> that we see a lot online. Um, I, I'll say this like <clears throat> so. In, in the Bitcoin community, you know, they've kind of owned that they've been called toxic uh, because of the way that they, uh, referring even back to what Josh was uh, uh, kind of talking about with he doesn't like how the people are now in the space. Um, and so they're quite toxic to people that don't think or act a certain way, which is Um, you know, following the 10 commandments of being a true Bitcoiner that is, I think it's on page like 163 of the Bitcoin standard. Um, it's the page that's, uh, got things etched in gold. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I've never, Mm -hmm. um, I've never, never touched that thing. I'm scared of what may happen, but, (laughs) um, um, yeah, it, it they kind of owned the term being toxic and you know, they're toxic maximalists. So to them, uh, what they thought was the word to use to call like, uh, what we would say someone's toxic. They started saying like, that's vile, you know, you're vile. Like, and that was supposed to be like offensive. And I think that myself and carbon, it's not necessarily a Bitcoiner thing because it's, it's an anything. It's a, uh, it's, it's the, um, the opposing side to uh, toxic uh, Twitter, you could or toxic society, <laughs> you know, the people yeah, that, I mean, like, they just, it's, it's like just people in general that say things that are cringe. And it's like, they are saying it for like their, to try and be included into this group because they, they feel like they have to be accepted in the group if they are going to be involved in Bitcoin or involved in whichever, you know, asset they choose as their bike club that they're joining. Um, and like I, I have my preferences of what I like. I think I'm pretty, a pretty vocal, like big blocker, I would say in general. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't, I, I work with tons of, I would say just about every asset I've worked with uh, their teams, and I understand how their networks actually work., um, uh, so I have a little more insight into like uh, how the blockchain's <laughs> infrastructure is, and uh, the dedication of these different teams and how much work they're really putting into sustaining their own networks and things like that. Um, so, it gives me kind of a unique perspective from the inside because I, I, um, by nature, am a multi-coiner, you could say, um, because of uh, my work, and um, but people will lump me into certain categories because you know before I was a B-casher, and now I'm an SVer because I support whoever's doing everything. Like one of our mutuals, Pox, uh, it develops you know a whole has developed a lot of things uh on bch and i'll support him in what he does and it doesn't like and it doesn't was, matter to de- me
0: he was developing on btc before that too
2: yeah btc before that i have you know uh, uh acquaintances and mutuals who are building things on bsv and i support them and what they do and you know people building things on ethereum and likewise you know like i do it for anyone who uh, i feel like is putting in the work like, I'm going to support what they do. I'm not going to not like someone. It's the silliest thing in the world, you know, to not like a person because they uh, they think that a distributed database can be scaled differently than you do. It's like, I mean, it's just the stupidest yeah. thing in the world to think. But people are like that, you know, that's how people treat each other within crypto, that if you like a different database than them, then, then all of a sudden, like, you guys can't interact with each other. And I think that's what uh, is nice about you know what we've started on this side of uh, having vile gang where toxic Bitcoiners don't let anyone in unless they follow this standard. And on our side, like w- <laughs> we are very inclusive of whoever you know, like whether it doesn't matter what <laughs> fucking coin you like. It's just silly. It's nonsense to think that like you can't get along with someone because of the, the type of technology they like. Like, would you not talk to your friend because he's a, he's a PlayStation person and you're an Xbox <laughs> person? <laughs> or because he's a PC gamer? Like, it's just, it's the same type of shit. Yeah. I think
0: you, you really touch on it with, like, that's the, the irony is this is, there's a group of people who are saying they're t- toxic as a badge of honor and then calling us vile for jokes that we make. So, obviously, you're not that fucking toxic if you can't handle a few jokes. And uh, I like what what you're saying, Alchemist, and I agree. I think anyone looking in would be like, well, vile is a lot more relatable than toxic because we're not going to tell you that you're a fucking scammer and a terrible person just because you have a difference of opinions. As long as you can bant, you're good to go
1: it's a pretty lighthearted thing and i do like this whole idea that you know this tribalism almost is pretty fucking stupid in my opinion um you know same, a hundred percent if you like look at it in the traditional market it's like i'm not gonna talk to that <laughs> if you person, look at it <laughs> you know because they're invested yeah, in bonds ahead. you know it, it just sounds exactly. so stupid when you move it into another market um so okay you guys are i i enjoy your guys's content i think it's lighthearted, and you kind of call attention to the absurdities that we see on stupidity
2: yeah. yeah okay absurdities, um, and the, for and, sure. and absurdities for sure yeah because it, it's like some of them are like just cringe calls of desperation for attention you know they need the, that like to give them their dopamine for the day <laughs> and uh And it's just from an outsider looking in and from someone who doesn't want to be included within that group or is okay with not being part of that, um, it's extremely cringe. But most people don't want to ruffle any feathers. And, like, you know, I think that I speak for both of us when we just don't give a shit in that sense. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, so there's one thing
1: before moving on that I did want to touch on, because, Carbon, you had talked about how you owned Bitcoin before you got involved in any of the social media scene. Um, yeah. And you had this, I guess, you know, dislike for the social media scene. Um, we've kind of touched on it already, but, like, wh- what are the differences and why did you, because you said you liked Bitcoin as, you know, for what it is. Um, but you hate the Bitcoin community, so like yeah, I
0: kind of uh, go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just gonna ask like what what's that all about? And like for for a while, I thought you were a no coiner and you didn't own any crypto and you were just here to bash on everybody. Uh, so it's kind of blowing my mind right now that you do own crypto, and I kind of want to f- you know figure out why there's such a.
0: I think there's a lot of people that use the network and have no concept of this horrible hellhole that is their (laughs) Twitter. And I think they're, I think they're much better off in that position.
1: Okay, there we go. I mean, Uh, but
0: I, you know, uh, arriving on social media late was kind of a, what the fuck moment to the way that people were behaving and the kind of hopium that was just being distributed so freely i mean 50k calls by end of year last year it's like this is never gonna happen you know this isn't happening
2: i lost actually a lot of friends because i was i was you know at the time referred to as the you know like the grumpy og because i i was telling them that uh ripple wasn't gonna go to you know to five dollars when it was already at three Um, and to sell, if if I were them, I would sell, you know, that that's what I was doing. I was selling, uh, good portions of the assets that I had, uh, in, in early 2018. Um, and I lost friends because of it, because they felt like I was like just being sour or something because like they were making money on XRP and Tron and, you know, other like really, really, uh, shitty (laughs) Uh, shitty assets that that could collapse or had a lot of hopium injected into where they were going to go. So people were piling into it. And that's what I mean by shitty. Like, uh, I have my own opinions on different networks, but I think I have them for my own own reasons. Like, it's not because I think that... um, It's not because my preference for what I like to use is is above like what someone else does you know yeah i think of it just like anything else like it's not my place or my business to tell anyone else what they should or shouldn't do and if they want to use a specific database to perform their transactions and run their dApps then like by all means go right ahead like (laughs) you can do whatever you want and i'll do whatever i want like you know we can (laughs) talk about it at (laughs) dinner over some beer yeah yeah. yeah
0: that's that's my stance on it too. Is, you know, I'm, if I think your investment is shit, you know, I'll call it the coin shit. I'll call Tron shit. And if you say something cringe, I'll call it out as cringe. But just your decision or preference to like a particular blockchain or a particular coin, I couldn't care less. That's completely your prerogative as a person. And I'm not going to, Say that you've got no redeeming qualities because you like something that I think is crap. I have plenty of people that are invested in things that I think are crap. One of my one of my IRL friends has over thirty fucking shit coins. He's got shit coins I've never even heard of.
2: I've got a friend that went on in through two thousand like all of two thousand seventeen he was buying uh, I think twenty dollars worth of like everything, every new token that was getting released on Ether Delta, like anywhere from ten to twenty bucks, you're just putting in. He has so many shit coins that he's still holding because he's like, yeah, I mean, one of them will pop eventually, and then that'll make up for the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's not a terrible that's strategy. I mean, um, it,
2: it's indexing to the full extent. Like yeah. you know, you're just literally taking one of everything. And, and it, he's made it, out a few times, you know, when, whenever they did pump, you know, over it, uh, whenever any of them have pumped, you know, he'll take a little bit out, but he still has like a little hold bag of, of just about everything. Even like, I think like hold coin, <laughs> uh, is one I joked around. And I was perfect. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Like I'll buy like a BTC worth. And, uh, he was like, don't like you would like wreck the market. Like there's not even like, it's, it's like, it's a joke. Like, you know, don't do that. Like, actually, I thought I was serious. And he was like, he would just like, don't do that, please. Um, just absolutely no liquidity. Yeah, absolute shit coins. Zero liquidity, yeah.
1: But okay, so there's two things that you really touched on there um, that I kind of want to take away from that. And that was the fact that your investment doesn't make you as a person. Um, and I think that's where a lot of Bitcoin maximalists go wrong. they're like, you know, if you're invested in anything other than Bitcoin, you're a terrible person.
2: Um, Yeah, they try and make it an identity. Yeah, yeah. that's what
0: I was about to say is that, I mean, how shallow of a identity and outside life do you have to have to make your investment your personality?
2: For sure. And like, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier, Charles, like a lot of these people, they – they base their, like their business, you know, off of their, their clout, you know, that they're trying to get off of their, off of a, uh, an account, um, or like the way that they post or whatever it is. And like, you know, I do the opposite. Like there, there are plenty of people that know like what I do and know my real name and who I am. And, uh, the people that I, I come in contact with and I trust, like I have no problem getting on a uh, Google Hangouts and like showing my face to them. And, a lot of the people call me by my by my first name that I've never met in real life that are just people that I've met on Twitter because I feel comfortable with them, uh, in that sense. But I don't use where I work to try and get get clout, which I could. I could I could take a whole different approach and I could like not be raw and and give my real opinions on things and and try and follow the same silly path as all these people to just have a ton of followers uh, because you're you're following suit. And you know, it's just a giant kumbaya. Everyone who, who hashtags hold and um, throws up some rocket emojis and some flex symbols, um, we'll all follow each other and we'll all pump each other up. <laughs> you know, it's like going to uh, uh, those. I'm trying to think what they what they actually call them. They're they're like, it's like a a, a Christian like non it's like a new age kind of Christian church. They like pop them up everywhere. And like, you go there and it's all like singing and dancing and like, you know, it's not like a traditional, uh, uh, like mass that you would go to. Um, but it's like that, like, you know, that's how these people act like, Oh yeah, let's now that you're, you're in because you post like this, you know, this, uh, this fake, like, uh, wannabe pomp type posting. Um, that, that we, you, we've
0: seen a ton of shit pivot to that this year yeah for really sure so, okay i it's mean it's really guys, funny to
1: watch guys guys, i hate to interrupt here but this is pretty much you know exactly what we were talking about on the reptar episode um so i don't oh, want to get I didn't listen to it oh that is terrible at least lie to Look, me at least lie to I, me and tell me you did
0: hey you know what i listened to it
1: <laughs> there we go that makes me feel better But um, no, I mean, like, we we brought up a lot of these same topics, so I don't want to get too deep into any of them or, like, go down that kind of, quote-unquote, rabbit hole. Um, But another thing you guys did talk about was this hopium that these, you know, larger accounts are feeding the masses, and that's where I see a problem. Um, And I I see you guys kind of picking away at this hopium that people deal. Um, So I I wanted to ask you, you know, what do you guys – like what? What? What is the importance of having this healthy skepticism when investing in new assets? Because so, I mean, like, um, when when I first was, you know, on Twitter, um, or like, you know, when things started blowing up, I saw those posts, you know, fifty k, yada yada yada, and it was just
2: like, yeah, parabolic, Trav, baby, yeah, it, it was just super thirty three k by July. Yeah, the um, calls are
0: the calls are worse now. Now the calls are a 100,000, a million dollars. Oh my god, my sats are going to be a dollar each. <laughs> the, the you know, the the calls have gotten more outrageous uh <laughs> than they were a year ago. Um but to answer your question about healthy skepticism, uh if you talk to people who are Investors in non crypto markets and our traders, I think that pretty much a universal piece of advice is to not be emotional about your investments. And crypto fails miserably. These people are emotional all day, all night. They're banking all their hope on it. Uh, They take it very personally. If you say anything remotely negative about their investment, even if it's not directed towards them, just in general, about their investment, they take it extremely personally. So they're very emotional, and they also, I'm sure, have invested more than they're willing to lose. And all those that claim that they're, you know, going to be the hodler of last resort, I believe you. <laughs> you totally will be. Like, but I wouldn't brag about bag holding and never realizing a gain. And if you have no, Exit target, and you never want to get out. <laughs> What's your end game? Just a number on a screen? That's the plan?
1: No, dude, we're going to be able to buy everything with Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, th- I think, uh, like, one thing um, I think to have a healthy skepticism is like, you should not ever trust anyone that's telling you to buy something. Like, period. Like, no matter what it is, someone's telling you to buy something. You should obviously research it <laughs> um, research and look into is,
0: it. Do your own research is particularly difficult in the crypto market uh, sure. due to a due to a lack of fundamental analysis. You know, if you don't if you don't believe the uh, Ouija board that is technical analysis, and you're used to more traditional markets, and you're used to uh analyzing fundamentals and looking over books then you're kind of at a loss with crypto
1: yeah there, there's not really much to analyze like i talk to people who do fa they'll read through the white paper but there's there's no set of financials Here's there, right? yeah yeah <laughs> i like there's there's no you know financials to look over there's no revenue so, in most cases the, the
2: fundamentals um, and- are that the regulations are coming in, and it's about to get really hard over the next uh, year, two years uh, in in relation to how it has been for people to trade and trade the amounts they want to. And I don't think that's gonna have any positive impact on on the price. So I think it's highly irresponsible for anyone to listen to someone who's giving uh, price targets uh for assets in for digital assets uh in the in the markets that we plan like um we see how irrational and how um easily markets are impacted by a single trader or by uh by an emotional like uh cascade from someone reacting a certain way or some news coming out and how that can uh, not only impact just one coin, but uh, actually impact the whole market. And uh, we see this with like a few million dollars. You know, it's it's supposedly, there, you know, we have um, billions of dollars in these um, individual assets. And like a few million dollars can uh, crush, you know, like a whole market.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: And I don't think most people are are prepared for that. And I think a lot of uh, people that are still around right now uh, on crypto Twitter are people who are bag holding from, you know, there are traders on there. There are are plenty of people that are are making money, but the majority of people I would assume are are bag holding because they never thought that it was going to go lower and it just kept going and kept going. (laughs) And and now they're hoping they could break 50% even to get out. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. your
0: point of, like, don't trust anyone who's telling you to buy something, uh, I would I would add to that um, and expand on it and say, uh, the more confident someone is about their call, the less you should listen to them. Because no one knows what's going to happen. It's a fucking market. So the people that are calling for $100 sound just as ridiculous to me as the people calling for $100,000. And they say it as a it's a when, not an if." It's gonna happen. Uh, and so the more the more you hear that, the less you should take someone seriously.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why I kind of extrapolated a bit and said and went into like people giving you price targets because like you're literally guessing and guesstimating and hoping that you know you're you're able to predict not only the outside forces that affect the market. <laughs> which you can't predict but just the psychology of how people are going to act uh on an even day like the the uh, both sides of an order book can look like they're going to go a certain way but all it takes is one person to come in with a significant bag and it changes everything <laughs> so so it's like and, and people don't get that they think that like they can just read the chart and that it tells them and there are people that are making money because it's a gamble you know like you're you're there are plenty of people that are great at gambling um which is why there's uh uh professional uh poker players professional uh professional for any uh gambling sport you could say because there are people that have a skill at doing that but it doesn't mean that uh it's predictable or that um they're gonna win every time because there are outside forces that take into uh you have to take into account that you can't predict yeah yeah so
1: i when people get shit on for saying that trading is gambling, um, I think there's a little bit of truth to it there, just because there are so many unknowns. Um, but a little bit besides the point, there were two things that you guys did touch on. You you both said something that I really liked. Um, and Carbon, you talked about the fact that you know in traditional markets it's a general consensus that you're not supposed to get emotional, um, and we don't see that you know ever in crypto. Everyone's extremely emotional and uh totally a lot of their a lot of what they do is based on emotion um and there's that whole idea of the hopium they're feeding on your emotion and playing on your emotion uh to get this response and then alchemist you talked about the fact that you should not be trusting people that are telling you to buy something um and i completely agree with that as well um you know i think everyone has a motive for the things they do and a lot of the time it's hidden and they could be, you know, trying to sell you something or get you involved in some sort of service, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in crypto, it's
2: usually to—it's usually because it advances their own investment. Yes. Like, you know, if they're telling you to buy it, it's because they have a bag. You know, and the <laughs> yeah. more people they can they can convince that it's going to pump, like it will pump, but they're the one that's going to come out the most, and then they're going to dump on everyone. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I think it's like, I, I think it's, uh, although, like, if you trust someone and they're trying to give you like their their magic their crystal ball prediction um of what's going to happen even then i I still think you should look into it like the only people that you should be trusting are the ones that are telling you like (laughs) that you should probably get out you know when it seems uh irrational like which the markets are like um i I never i didn't get people who uh, like i'll never forget one of my really good friends Uh, when BTC was on its way back down and it was, it was kind of chopping a little bit at around 15, he was like, should I buy it? And I told him flat out no. And normally I wouldn't tell someone like yes or no, but like, I was like, no, like don't buy anything right now. Don't buy any crypto, uh, wait it out because there's no telling if it's just going to keep like hammering down or where it's going to, it's going to kind of end. And he didn't care. He like wanted some Bitcoin so bad that he bought at 15 K and he's had it since then, you know, and all the way down and (laughs) back up to what, 13 and now we're back around uh, eight again. Um, But that's someone who, who's, who doesn't know like that this is, uh, that this is trading, you know, like outside of just like wanting this financial revolution, like the price of your asset is is mainly dictated by what the people who are buying and selling it are choosing to buy and sell it for on uh, centralized exchanges. You know, uh, the, the supply uh, uh, helps, but that's more of like a psychology thing, like telling people that it's worth this much because of the scarcity of, of the coin. But it really doesn't matter. Like the market could decide that even though there's X amount of billion ripples, that they're um, now worth... $40 because someone decided to sell it at that and other people decided to keep the price there. Um, like <laughs> the team over at ripple doesn't decide what the price of ripple is. Like they can decide what it hit the market at, <laughs> but then the traders are the ones that, that dictate that. So um, a lot of people don't, I think understand that portion of it. They think that like, it's, it's, it's purely a um, like that some some magic happens to like have the prices go where they go, or something. Um, and and like for Bitcoin, there's there's a lot of miners involved that I think are, you know, critical to um, where the price is at. But they also have other options, and um, th- that's a, a reality that a lot of people don't want to accept.
1: And that gets back to this idea of having this healthy skepticism. And you guys, you guys both mentioned two very good points on having some sort of healthy skepticism. Uh, but you guys are met with a lot of opposition, and you have people calling you vile. And I think it's a little bit absurd um, because when you don't have this healthy skepticism that you guys show and you guys call out, uh, you know, like you said, there's people buying at fifteen k. Um, there's people who are selling and shilling scams and other people are buying it because they're, you know, playing on their emotions. Um, and it, it's just absurd to me that I, I think the typical rules and ideas of investing uh, in a traditional market are just kind of completely thrown out the window uh, in crypto.
0: So, uh, I think that it's it's kind of disheartening to think about how easily um a lot of the call them smaller hodlers, uh, smaller investors, um, are swayed by this because it's, and to the people that are showing hopium, it's a lot easier to, uh, convince someone that everything's going to be okay. You're all going to get rich. It's super easy. Just listen to me. I've got priced targets, just buy it, whatever price it's going up forever. Uh, it's a lot easier to convince someone of that than to tell them, Hey, there's uncertainty in the market. Uh, In general, no one knows which way it's going to go. This isn't a sure thing. You could lose your investment. Those aren't, those aren't things people like to hear. They don't want to hear that.
1: Yeah. And you guys are on Twitter kind of promoting that message in a way. Um, And I respect and appreciate it. Um, And that's, why I wanted to have you guys on, and I, I want the people who are listening to this episode to understand that, you know, it's all, we're, it's all, we're all, we're all not going to get rich, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen that way. Um, as much as these big influencers tell you that that's how it's going to play out, um, I mean, it could, it honestly could, but I think to come into it with the idea that it might not is the way to invest in crypto. Like so, even if we, even if we look at. Even if we look at that,
0: uh, we see that the way that Bitcoin's volatility is, is that when it hits these peaks, it's extremely short-lived. So the idea that anyone's going to catch the top, or what? The idea that you're going to hold forever and you've got this low time preference, and that this trend will just continue forever, uh, is pretty ridiculous. Because no market has ever grown this quick and then continued to behave that way forever that's
2: bad man it's going to replace money as we know it
1: yeah i'm sure Totally. (laughs) i mean we're up thousands of percent in a decade you know oh
0: that's my favorite part is that they're like hey it's it's still the best performing asset year to date it's the best performing asset in the past 10 years it's the best performing asset of the day i've got the lowest time preference it's like cool. It it really doesn't sound that way because you're talking about all these like short term. Yeah. I, <laughs> like,
1: I mean, not only that, but it's like okay, you you did have the best performing asset in the last decade. Is that likely to occur? So why again? would you
0: think that it's going to be? Yeah. Why would you think it's going to be the best performing asset in Forever. the next decade?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there's, um, there's because that of one
0: reason, because the Fed is going to collapse,
2: world chaos. But everyone will still have internet and want to buy your Bitcoin. So you better start stacking Sats. And that is like, so I I will give it to uh, the coiners on that one. Like that is a super powerful meme, um, and and why it's so powerful is because what we were just talking about it it is what leads these people into damnation. They think that it's like it's cool to show off them them pinching pennies to buy to to stack five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. You know, hey dude, it was a rough week this week. Only stacked $100 worth of sets. Uh, You know, like, and they're they're, like, it's number one, it's horrible, horrible security. Like, horrible obsack. You're you're literally showing people like how uh, repetitively you're never, you're just leaving them on there. They could just scan your feed and just be like, looks like he's bought a Bitcoin in the last, I don't know, three months of just stacking sets. Uh, How can I socially engineer this? Moron, um, you know those are the types of things that that like realistically do happen. I mean, look at uh, even more recently, like um, you know what Milky uh, had done to a lot of people who I think are mutuals of of all of ours within the the community, um, and got over on a lot of people by pretending that he was in need, um, but. Imagine uh, just getting close to people the way that he probably did, and you could find ways to, uh, you know, get their coins from because you you know that you can find, you know, where who has the most empathy and who's going to feel the worst for you and uh, what they're going to feel the worst about, so you know how to lie to them. You know, like people are people are scumbags, and uh, you see a lot of that in this space, and I think that's one of the things that has. Made me start doing that uh or or being um more aggressive towards people that are posting irresponsibly by you know trying to lead people into blindly investing into things
1: yeah yeah I mean like i I think people need to understand that this is a highly speculative asset um and it should not be your end all be all in any way. Um, a small portion of your net worth should be invested into crypto. And I think that's where it should be left at. Um, but these people have kind of developed their whole personality around it. And I like that you guys are calling it out um, because I, I'm a traditional finance guy. I've you know, worked in finance since I graduated college. Um, yeah. And it's always like a very risk averse, you know, slow and steady investing wins the race. Um, it's just I mean yeah
2: I want to give a like uh, like a shout out to <laughs> my uncle um, because I remember in early 2018, I went out to eat it was like January, I think, and I went out to eat with them right around the holidays and um, we were just talking about like how the market was. you know obviously ever, anyone who was involved who had been involved for more than a year was doing pretty well if they had had money in anything um, prior to then. And uh, he was, like, what, now that you are doing well, like, what are you going to, you know, diversify into? And I, like, made a joke. I was, like, I'm already diversified. I've got, like, 20 different assets, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and he was, like, no, I mean, like, outside of, you know, now that you're, um, like, w- you've been working in the industry and you uh, are, have been involved in, in investing in this industry, like, are you looking to move out of that? You know? And, uh, I really like thought about that. I'm like, you know what, he was right. Like, I need to start like pulling a lot of this profit out and putting it into other things like, uh, paying, you know, paid off my house and investing in different types of metals and certain stocks and things like that. Because, um, in the end, it's, it's, um, most assets are, as we know, anchored to, uh, the movement of Bitcoin, but, Severely worse because of the lack of liquidity in the markets, and many people will uh, rush out of those markets into Bitcoin when when all of it goes down because they're going to lose less money um, in that way if they do it quick enough, or into stable coins, which is a whole nother uh, uh, shit show story. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I you know diversified, and and I still. Like as I said, I still own uh, crypto and still involved in in it. But um, you know, I was happy that I took his advice at the time because you know now gold is way up and uh, silver had a run before and uh, um, you know a few other ones like uranium stuff like that. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean I can't I can't imagine if I would have like kept the mindset that some of these people do and like just <laughs> held. You know, 20 different assets for a few years, and never, uh, you know, realized any gains. You know, it's exactly what Carbon said. Like, you, you just have it to stare at on your computer screen and feel like big number, big number. There, <laughs> guys, look. You know, it, like
0: I it's fucking that's, stupid. That's the that's the um, biggest irony and a huge cell phone in my opinion. Huddle is meme. And oh, it's the biggest meme, yeah. If you're if you're really committed to never realizing game, you've already lost.
2: Yeah, you, you are you're literally paying everyone else to cash out. You're,
0: you're just a dedicated bag holder at that point. Decided
2: yeah, you're- I
0: will <laughs> hold this back.
2: You're you're the fiat off ramp liquidity provider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to
1: stack a couple more sats at the top. But okay, we, we have just gone in for about twenty minutes talking shit on half the industry, more than half the industry, um, and it's making me depressed. So let's uh let's move on. Let's talk about, you know, some more positive shit. I like to ask all my guests, you know, what they're most excited for in the coming twelve months. Um uh, whether that's personal or related to crypto in any way or any kind of businesses that you guys have got. Uh, this is a little bit different than most of my episodes because you guys don't have your own businesses that you're running. But uh, just hit me with what you guys are excited for. Make me happy again after that <coughs> terrible talk.
2: Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, well, I'm super excited for uh, Joker to say playing in theaters right now. I'm loving the uh, the cringe blue check mark content that's coming out on that. I look forward to that continuing. I look forward to uh, the 2020 election and all of the cringe content that we will get from that. Um, it will be truly amazing. Um, I'm looking forward to what, you know, my uh, you know what my company is is currently doing. I think that it'll be pretty pretty big. I wish that I could talk more about it. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll share someday, and then I'll be able to listen to the podcast and come and find me, and then they'll see uh, when I'm more transparent about that stuff. Um, but I'm pretty excited about what we're doing there, and a few friends, you know, of mine who have their own little projects they're working on, I'm pretty excited about. I don't know if do you want me to share like names. I'm not yeah, trying to just like fill them if you shit. want.
1: No, yeah, plug them. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, there are people on Twitter that you all know. You know, like. Uh, Randy and and Yeezy, they have, an Urban Arson, they have Twetch, they've been working on. Um, I'm excited not because it's like a Twitter clone, but they're working on a lot of other cool things with it that I don't want to reveal of theirs, but uh, they're trying to make it much more than that. It's really, that was just like a starting point, and uh, being close with kind of their core group and hearing a lot of what they are working on is is, uh, pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see how the you could say DAP industry uh plays out over the next twelve months. I'm interested to see, you know, like if <laughs> which ones will be classified securities and uh how Augur will do <laughs> and um and like some of these lending things that are out there now like compound and and uh you know uh those type of things I, I'm I'm since I work in this industry, I'm excited to see like how they actually play out and will they succeed to build like a decentralized finance, uh, kind of a sector or will it just all like be a dud? Um, and I have my own, you know, uh, personal thoughts on how it will go based on, (laughs) um, I don't know uh, how I feel about certain assets, but, uh, Um, Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think anyone who's involved in crypto should be, whether you like Ethereum or you like uh, BSV or BTC or BCH, like BCH has tons of tokens that they're doing. Uh, uh, The state that I live in uh, looked into using like SLP tokens. I think like just shit like that in general is cool. Dash does a lot of stuff with like the marijuana industry. Uh, They've had like people notarize like a – birth certificate like on their chain i think shit like that's real cool so like i'm just interested to see if some of these uh like core you could say uh legacy assets i would kind of call them they've been around for like a long time uh, are still in like the top 50 i'm interested to see if like a lot of the things that they've been doing that are unique and like y- real use cases uh um Actually, play out. You know, like uh, Decret is another one. They have Politea which is like this really uh, a unique like governance system and voting system on proposals and how they spend their money. And uh, it's it's really cool if anyone does have the chance or is interested in looking into like how that works. You have Bryce Weiner, who's uh, an avid Vile Gang supporter, um, and and I would I would say Vile Gang himself. <laughs> um, Agreed. Uh, and he, uh, his, his project now, his main project, if, if you don't know, he's probably made more blockchains than anyone else in the industry. Um, yeah, probably one for every country too. Um, but he has one called Tao, which is uh, a lot of people may have heard about ODB coin, like Old Dirty Bastard. There was like a token offering and uh, he has like this proof of fan thing where uh, people can buy tokens that are their artist's or you know their artist has like their own kind of token, and you can, uh, based on your investment into them, you get your tickets and you get other, you know, like kind of perks and shit like that. More things for the longer you hold, and all this type of shit. A unique idea, and um, so those things interest me. You know, like I want to um, see if those ideas are able to work uh, in in uh, migrate into the the current like system. So, I mean, you're working
1: in the industry and you want to see this kind of maturity of the industry um, is what it sounds I like. I
2: don't think – I don't think that all – yeah, I mean I don't think – I personally don't think that a lot of these will work out. No. Right. Like. Yeah. Uh, I just think that the ideas that they're choosing to go out and pursue are really cool ideas. Um, so that's what makes me interested in like – whether or not they will follow through and continue on the path to do these things, or if they uh, will just fall out and die, and eventually, you know, like see their way out, and then only <clears throat> a few will remain, because uh, people are are by nature want options. Um, so I, I don't think there will be, you know, one true <laughs> the one true coin that everyone uses. Uh, there may be one that majority of people use in the future. But I think there will always be like a handful, you know. Uh, if we got really down to it, there'll probably there'll probably still always be ones made, but I mean like a handful of core ones, maybe. Okay,
1: perfect. And then carbon, what about yourself? What have you got going on? So,
0: um, I've got uh, one project that I'm just starting to work on. Um, I, if you're familiar with other uh little things that i've done earlier this year uh defund crypto and the mcafee site this one's going to be bigger um but in the same vein it's gonna be funny if i can pull it off um but that's a little ways off uh much like alchemist i'm really looking forward to the 2020 election cycle i'm honestly looking forward to um purging some of my mutuals there by scaring them off with my my aversion to voting, and that's that's already started. I've already gotten rid of a handful of people who were, you know, diehard on my candidate, whatever. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing... I'm really looking forward to The Havoc.
2: Um, Oh my god, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because... And I could talk. I could talk about this quite a bit, but I'm really looking forward to it because there's so much hype around it, and so much hype, um, based on previous ones. And I want to see how it plays out. I'm very interested in that.
2: That's what I was uh, kind of uh, getting at when I was talking about when how people aren't taking into account, you know, like. What the miners uh, are doing, a lot of them providing liquidity and and uh, obviously securing the network. But at that uh, <laughs> at that time, like they anything could happen, right? Like they could decide this isn't sustainable, and there are other chains that are more sustainable for us, and uh, things could go extremely sour, uh, much like with the Litecoin happening, as we saw. And that wasn't a minor thing. I'm just saying uh, with the price action, where people uh, assumed that. The Litecoin having's coming up. It's gonna, it's gonna at least double. Like pack your bags up, boys. We're going to the moon. And then I think it went. I think it actually went down on the day of the having.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I, it, I don't think it went up at all. There, there was a huge run up to the having. Um, it was, it did like a five x in like the few months before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I was telling people, you know, if you look at the previous one in 2015, we're seeing something very similar where it ran up before the month of. Decline, decline, decline. A couple months after declined um, in Bitcoin value in USD, I think it started to increase, and then like a few months after the fact, that's when we started to see that rise again. Um, so I mean, everyone who talks about the having as you know, it's bound to go up. It has to go up. It is going right. to go up. I, I, it gets back to that idea that they're talking in absolutes, and I think it's something that investors need to be wary of. Um, but okay, so g- great things in the pipeline. Um, I'm super stoked for you guys. Carbon, you also got engaged recently. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I'm also looking forward to getting married. There we go. Uh, I I got yeah Boom. I got engaged. I got engaged a week ago. Uh, Zoe, she's great.
1: Congratulations, Congratulations man. Uh, that's super awesome to hear. Um, and yeah, I just had to get it out of you that you were actually excited to get married. <laughs> Um, no no
0: no i didn't i didn't finish that was on my list but it's also been a long day that was that was on my list
1: okay perfect perfect but then we started
0: then we started talking about the happening
1: yeah yeah it got got away from us because you know there's a lot to talk about on this episode but um, hey
0: look look i've got the rest of my life to talk about her right exactly but this happening (laughs) once in a lifetime you know it only goes down you know the reward only gets cut so many times.
2: Pack your moon
1: bags, boys. <laughs> ready, I can't guys. even say it with a straight face because, like, it's just irresponsible. Um, but okay, um, let's uh, let's wrap this up before we head out. Um, I just want to ask one last question, um, and it's I want you guys to give us your biggest tip to new investors. So I doubt any no coiners are listening to this podcast, but if they are, what's your biggest tip for them? And then for anyone who is listening that owns crypto, that's looking to invest in a new project, you know, give give a tip for them as well.
0: My tip would be um, my tip for new investors would be make sure that you follow and listen to uh, diverse points of view. Don't create an echo chamber around what you want to believe, because you're only doing yourself a disservice. And this is advice I follow myself uh, in regards to traditional markets. I'm pretty bearish at the moment, and I follow people that are perma bulls. And same with crypto. I follow bears. I follow bulls. Uh, I follow traders. Uh, I think it's very important to uh, make sure that when you're curating who you're going to listen to, that you include um, opposing viewpoints. Um, Because otherwise, you're you're not being informed, and you're not letting yourself be informed.
2: Yeah, and to add to that, I would say people that are to to make sure that they're experienced in the markets that uh, that you're getting involved in when you're taking uh, when you are taking in the advice uh, from people. You know, like I I wouldn't want someone who uh, just you know got involved last month. Uh, and because they know about crypto and me being a new person not involved, going to him and getting wanting to get involved and then taking advice uh, from that person on like what a good investment is because that person has no idea uh, the irrationality of uh, crypto markets whatsoever. Um, and I think the more weathered a person within a market, the more they understand uh, cycles and just how and and how to uh, un or non emotionally trade. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, that's like, I think above all, like the most important thing to not be, uh, emotionally invested into any of the, the, the coins, uh, that you happen to decide that you want to invest within. Uh, cause once you make that like, your identity or become emotional about it, then it it you fall into that trap of like, the trap of accepting all of the hopium as face value and as well as accepting all of the, the whole, like bearish calls when things are going the other way and thinking like, it's already gone down like this much and I'm shit out, like I need to sell my shit because people are saying we're going to zero. And just not being rational and looking at, you know, like, uh, and, and again, like, looking to people that have been through it before and and kind of know what they're, um, can give you good advice um, on, on <laughs> uh, how the markets actually
1: work. Perfect. So those are two wonderful tips. Uh, carbon, you, you talked about not creating this echo chamber. That a lot of people you know talk about on twitter um, and that's you can do that by following a diverse crowd you know follow the bears bulls complete skeptics uh traders miners etc etc uh, so you're getting a viewpoint from everybody instead of just hearing one thing over and over and over again whether it be a bullish case a bearish case etc etc and then yep. alchemist you talked about you know if you are going to seek advice from anybody let it be experienced people who have been in the market for a while, considered OGs, um, and I quote, air quote that. Um, and then also to, you know, really try to ditch your emotion because when you get emotional, that's when you make, you know, wrong decisions. You start investing, you know, in things that you yeah, really Yeah, and that's the be. key. Like,
2: not just people that, yeah, not just people that have been involved in the market, like in the crypto sphere for a while because, like, you can sit on the sidelines and and just hold or just watch and think that you know a lot but like unless you have put some skin in the game and have experienced like the markets or if you never did and you're just an analyst and you've been analyzing the markets you know um, like getting perspectives from people like that are extremely valuable because um, they're usually uh, very conservative when it comes to how they're reacting you know and they're, they're able to not react emotionally like just tell you like uh we're (laughs) we're in a clear downtrend (laughs) until we see like at least this happen and and you hear people who are telling you like they're not trying to like catch knives and and catch the bottom and check catch the exact top like they're happy like in in the bottom 20 percent and selling in the top 20 percent because like (laughs) I don't know who in their right mind thinks that they're going to hit every bottom and hit every, hit every top. Like it's just insane to think that way.
1: Not going to happen, but um, okay. So you guys gave your two tips. I just wanted to throw one out as well. Um, And I think everyone should be cautious and wary that everyone else on Twitter and that they meet has some sort of motive. Um, It doesn't need to be, you know, trying to gain some, you know, get this monetary gain from you. But I think everybody does have a motive, especially on Twitter, and to just take everything that people say with a grain of salt um, because nobody knows exactly what's going on. Um, And you can listen to their opinions, but uh, at the end of the day, you need to formulate your own. Um, And that's really all I have to say on that. Uh, You guys have talked about a ton of stuff today. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I think you guys get a terrible name on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people hate Vile Gang uh, for being the rational people in the room, in my opinion. Um, so thank you for coming on and kind of explaining what you guys are about um, and your, your kind of Twitter mottos.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate it, guys. No, Thanks, thanks for, for having me. us. Yeah, for sure. You know, we have to do one thing, Charles, though, to do our boy right in, uh, in the thread. Uh, we have to we have to shout out uh, what BitConsult.
1: <laughs> 'Cause this kid's gotta
2: eat. He's yeah, gotta feed his yeah, family. Yeah. Uh,
1: I have Bit consult- For for the feds that listen to my, my podcast, I have nothing to do with this.
2: Yep. Uh <laughs> no affiliation with this uh-uh. whatsoever. No no no. Um, no. not for me. But I'll take all Oh, I know I'm gonna take all the blame. There we right? go, perfect. Put it on, put it on, put it on the alchemist. Uh, I'm doing our boy justice. He need he's got to feed his family. <laughs> there we go, man. I, I respect
1: it because I'm trying to do the same thing right now. You guys have seen me bitching on Twitter. Um,
2: sponsor this man. Thank if you. If you came to listen for me or Carbon, okay. please sponsor this man's podcast. That's what yeah, I like to if hear. Any
0: of my, if any of my deep pocketed followers are. <laughs> For some reason, wasting their time listening to this. You should sponsor
2: this uh, podcast. Thank you. Actually, Adam Singer, you should donate 2% of uh, your total <laughs> Singer coin uh, pot to this podcast. Fuck yeah. I'll, uh, I'll market sell if it's on any
1: markets um, <laughs> so I can eat. <laughs> But um, again, guys, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. I, I, you know, normally it's business, just talking strict business, which I enjoy. Uh, but it is nice to have people on like you guys, where it can be a little bit more relaxed. So again, thank you so much.
2: Thanks for hey. having me. Yeah, thanks for having us for sure.
1: All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys and make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if, there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes. I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, So thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.